Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit's Ramblings, Podcast 157. I got into the Heroes of the Storm technical alpha on Tuesday. The server was down all day for maintenance, so I didn't get a chance to play then. But I did get a chance to play for a little bit on Wednesday. So this will sort of be an early preview of an alpha build, which in and of itself is an early build. But hopefully it will give you some infos that you find interesting. And hopefully, you'll enjoy the show. Heroes of the Storm is a new game by Blizzard. It can best be described as a game in the MOBA style. As you do, pick your heroes and then, you know, attempt to fight other heroes to destroy a base. There is versus AI mode, but I expect probably most people won't play it. Probably most people, as per standard MOBA, will, you know, go team versus team. It will be free to play with gold permanently unlocking heroes and or skins and various cool modifications to them. I believe there are three primary modes which you will be able to play in. There's training, there is versus AI, which is a co-op mode. You play with other people versus AI opponents. And there is PvP mode, which is five people against another team of five people. I don't think that's going to change by the final release, but you never know. As you play various games and do various things, your player level will increase, and that player level pretty much just basically unlocks different things. When you first start, you basically have no level and nothing unlocked. Pretty much after you do the tutorial, it unlocks training mode, which is a little bit longer game with an AI bot against a few other AI bots. And then after that, you'll unlock co-op mode, which is the five-player team against AI opponents. And then pretty much after you do that, I, I don't think it takes much more experience than that, you'll unlock PvP mode, which is five players against five players. I think it took me something like, I think, less than an hour to get to the point where I'd unlocked up to PvP and could do pretty much whatever I wanted. So the basic stuff unlocks really quickly. There are a bunch of heroes to pick from, and they all have different abilities and different roles they play in the group. The game will be free to play, so you're not required to buy heroes. I believe it starts with allowing you access to five heroes at any given time. And once you reach a certain point in your player level, it'll unlock a sixth slot And those will change. I think it's been stated that those will change week to week. So there should always be a rotation of free heroes which you can access. So you can check them out and see if you like them or not before, you know, you decide to permanently unlock them through gold or real money transaction. Only one copy of a hero can be on each side. So in co-op mode, only one player can be 
say, Demon Hunter, for example, and in versus mode, there can be one Demon Hunter per team, so one on each side, but there can't be two of the same one in one team. What you'll do is you'll pick the mode you want to play, and then you'll pick your hero, and then it will, you know, search for other group mates. I don't know if the test group is any indication of how long an actual game will take once it's released, but I didn't wait more than, I'd say, maybe two or three minutes, I would guess, on average. Didn't seem like a very long wait. While this is early alpha and prices are subject to change, the current hero pricing to permanently unlock a hero was 2000 5500 or 10000 And it seems like those prices were based on a combination of the complexity of the hero in terms of their talents and abilities, as well as the complexity of the model. Almost all the heroes were 5500 a few were 2000 and a few were 10000 And again, those prices could change. And even though that sounds like a lot of gold, the first couple of games I played, I got 2000 gold a few times, and then after that, I seemed to get 500 gold. So pretty much within your first five games, you should be able to unlock pretty much any hero you want. And I would guess, you know, it's like, what, like 10 games or something after that when you're only getting 500 games, so even that's not very much, especially if you consider that, you know, each game is only 20 minutes, plus, you know, maybe messing around a little bit, plus waiting time, you know, that's going to add up to a couple of games an hour, so it doesn't seem like it'll take that long. Also, once you get to, I think it was level 6, you know, unless that changes, It'll unlock a daily quest system, and you can have up to three daily quests at any time. So the daily quest, like the the one I got today, was play two games with a support class. I don't know how much gold I would get because it had to be PvP, and my connection wasn't stable enough to do that. So I didn't get a chance to do that and check out how much gold I would have gotten. But in theory, you know, that's another easy way to win some more gold. You know, you just play as a certain hero class type, and then, you know, you get some more gold. Unfortunately, it seems like the dailies must be done in PvP mode. It seems like co-op mode versus AI doesn't count. So if you are frustrated by PvP mode for some reason, or you just can't play well in the rank that you're bracketed in, That could be problematic. I hear there is a matchmaking type system rating thing in place. So in theory, you should be matched with people of equalish skill. So I don't think that should be too much of an issue. But I don't know too much about it, and it's, you know, too early in the alpha to really balance that out and test that. So who knows, you know, how that will play out in later phases and post-release. But I'm sure, you know, I can update people as that goes on. I didn't feel overwhelmed with the games I played. And in fact, I was pretty much solidly in the middle or with my Demon Hunter, which I I liked the best. I was actually a little bit ahead of sort of middle-ish performance. So I don't think it would be too difficult to get matches, you know, of equal skill to you. There is also a trial mode. When you're in the store, you can click on a hero, and then there's this try me button. 
and that will put you in a match with another AI helper on your team. And it's a really tiny map that has a single lane. It's basically just point A to point B kind of thing. And then there's one opponent who's a little bit more powerful than you. So it's a decent challenge, but not overwhelmingly difficult. And then, you know, you get a chance to check out the hero's powers in action. As it is currently, you do kind of run out of mana, and then you get kind of stuck, because unless you die, there's like no way to get mana back really quickly. But it is a really nice feature. I like it quite a bit. I haven't seen other MOBAs do this. So that's a nice way to go and check out a hero and be like, hmm, this hero kind of sounds like something I might like, but I'm not sure. You know, you go into the match and you get to play with their abilities live, as it were, and really test it out and see firsthand, you know, if you like that hero or not. And then, you know, you can take them and and play versus AI in a co-op match or, you know, PvP match. And I I would recommend you hold on to your gold and real-world money and, you know, not unlock it right away. You know, try it out for free for a bit. You know, be sure it's something you really like. Each hero has some skins, and these are probably, you know, going to increase as time goes on, you know, how many skins there are in the variety. They can't be unlocked with gold. So far, they seem like you must pay real-world money to unlock a skin, which I guess kind of makes sense. It would have been nice to see them also unlock with gold, but I do get that, you know, they are trying to make some money off of it, and if you give the players, the heroes, and the skins for free... You know, they're never going to spend any money. And the skins are just purely cosmetic, so, I mean, it it makes sense. But currently, they did seem kind of pricey. The average was about seven fifty for a skin, with some being 10 and even a few were more than that. So, I think that's a bit high. I wouldn't have any problem spending 5 to 7 50 a skin for a few different characters I like. I did get one for the Demon Hunter that I really liked. But it's like, because that one was 10 bucks, you know, I'm really, really hesitant to buy any other skins for any other heroes. Because that's, you know, that's a lot of money for people playing a free game. But, you know, I want to support the game, and that was a character I really liked, and I didn't really see any other characters I was really thrilled with due to, you know, how they matched my playstyle. So I wasn't really stressed over, you know, spending 10 bucks, and they'll refund it once the game goes live, so if the price does go down, I'll get credited back with, you know, whatever the difference is. Not in, in cash, you know, it'll still be in-store money, but still. But I don't know, those prices may change, they seem a little steep to me, I don't know that they're the final prices, and this is only alpha, so who knows what the prices will be at final launch. So the big question probably many of you are asking who are familiar with the other MOBAs is why should you play Heroes of the Storm if you're already playing something else? Well, one answer is you don't have to play just one game. You can play more than one MOBA, and that's perfectly fine. Some people are like, no, no, I can only play one. No, you can you can play more than one. It's not a big deal. But there are several reasons why you may or may not want to play or you might want to switch, or this might be the MOBA that you actually give a chance if you haven't been interested in MOBAs so far. So I'll list a few points as to why it's very different from other ones and why you might want to give it a look. There are four hero types. They are being called Warrior, Assassin, Support, and Specialist. And they are sort of similar to other games. 
However, the support and specialist are going to be the most different from other games. And what makes Heroes really different from the other games is they have talents as you build up the character in levels. And these talents are sort of like equipment and sort of like your abilities rolled into one thing. And there are a few options in the alpha. There's probably going to be more options in the final version of the game. But just because you like one hero and your buddy likes the exact same hero doesn't mean you're both going to build the same. You'll get different choices and your abilities will change depending on these choices. So you and your friend might have very different playstyles for the same character. So that's one difference why you might want to pick this other than as opposed to other MOBAs. There's some flexibility in character building. Again, you know, this is alpha, so I don't know how much more they will get. But it seems like, you know, they are flexible enough to have quite a bit of different style. And again, talents do roll both power choice and items into one thing. There are no items in Heroes, so that simplifies a system which in many MOBAs becomes overly cumbersome and overly complex. There's not that high-level barrier of entry that a lot of them have. You know, you don't know which items to get. You don't know what you should have for your character. This one and this one and this one make this other one. You don't have to worry about any of that. You just pick your talent. You say, I like the looks of that talent. Or this talent will change a certain power this way. I like the sounds of that. Boom, it's done. It's quick, it's easy. And it's not, you know, got that very deep understanding requirement to get into it. That's not to say it isn't interesting or, you know, different if you pick different ones or strategic in terms of which ones you pair with which and how you play. There is that depth and complexity. It's just not overly so. Another big difference which allows for some really cool and unique changes is that the leveling system is a team level. So experience you gain as a single character doesn't matter because it goes into a pool for the team and then your team will all level up at one time. So this releases a lot of the pressure in that there isn't that last hit mechanic from most MOBAs doesn't matter, you know, what you kill or how you kill it or when you kill it. If you are helping, then you're helping. And some classes can be designed around, you know, not killing. Like one of the support characters I really like is called Brightwing. And she's this fairy dragon. She's kind of smallish compared to some of the bigger heroes. And what she basically does is she'll fly around. One of her main abilities is sort of a small AE damage. So she's kind of good for lane pushing. But her more important abilities are that she has this aura around her which passively heals all the other heroes around her. She has this healing ability where she can directly heal. And she has this other ability where she can sort of zip to another hero and both heal them quickly and, you know, then she's up close next to them and they're in her healing aura. So she's definitely not designed to be a hero that you're going to kill a lot of things with. Like I said, she is decent in lane pushing because she can hit a small field and then, you know, get a lot of little minions in that field. But in terms of dishing out damage, she's not doing a lot of damage. She's more, you know, supportish of other heroes in terms that she's going to be healing and protecting them. In a standard MOBA, you know, where you have to get last hit and you have to do this other stuff to, you know, get 
experience so that your character levels, you know, none of that's there. So there's no pressure on that. You don't have to kill. You could, in fact, I suppose, just run around and heal people and just be passive all the time. You know, that would kind of ignore one of her better abilities, but, you know, it's possible. So there are those interesting mechanics that don't exist in the other MOBA games because they have all those mechanics that Heroes doesn't have. One other huge difference, which always bothered me about most of the MOBAs, is that the maps are different and they have objectives. I think there are four maps. I didn't double check before I logged out. But they all have very different objectives and very different play styles. Like one, there's a pirate ship in the middle of the map and treasure chests will spawn and you'll go out and you'll basically kill the chest because you have to shoot it several times. And then the coins will pop out and you'll grab the coins and you take them back to the pirate captain. And while you're holding the coins, if you're killed, your coins will get dropped and the other players can grab them. But if you take enough to the captain, he'll turn his pirate ship against the enemy and shoot these cannons at them and do really awesome damage. And there's another mechanic where there's this really powerful statue in the middle of the map. And at certain times, if you go stand in a certain spot, you can get control of this sort of control point. And if you get both control points, it unlocks the statue in the middle. And then a player takes their character and goes and stands in that spot right in front of the statue. Then they'll get the power of that statue and they'll become this dragon knight. And they'll stomp around and do a lot of destruction for a certain amount of time. So the fact the maps are different and they have these objectives really make it interesting compared to other MOBAs, which is just a static map. And if you actually try and play the map like a standard MOBA where you're just pushing lanes and you ignore the objectives, you're actually probably not going to do all that well. Some you kind of can play like a standard MOBA, but most of the time you want to at least sort of do the objectives, if not really heavily focus on doing the objectives, because those objectives can be real game changers when they happen. Matches are pretty short. They're about 20 minutes. Like I said, you know, you add on the time that it takes to find a match, and, you know, if you're not quite familiar with what you want to play, you know, maybe you'll spend a few minutes deciding on which hero to pick. You're probably looking at around half an hour for a full cycle. So in an hour, you can get two games. I don't think you'd be able to get three games in. But you might. It, it is possible. Whereas other MOBAs, pretty much you're looking at 30 to 45 minutes once you're in the game. Not counting, you know, however long it takes you to find the game. Which, from what I recall of... The one I played can be anywhere from two minutes to maybe five or even a little bit longer. So you're adding on quite a bit more time. So, you know, you're getting two games in an hour with Heroes versus probably only about one game with other MOBAs. The maps are also a little bit smaller and, you know, you add on objectives and a faster game time. That pretty much means that Every match is going to feel a little bit more action-packed. There's a lot more little skirmishes that will happen. The changes that happen will be kind of big. And winning or losing, you're not going to be in the match that long. So there's not this feeling of, oh, we're down however many points or whatever. And there's no way we'll ever catch back up. You know, there isn't that feeling. It's always a pretty even fight. 
sometimes one team will get, you know, a, a noticeable edge or lead, but it won't be completely game crushing. There's almost always a chance the other team can come back if they play well. And like I said, you know, it's a short game, so even if you are getting quite behind and you feel sad, you know, it's going to be over soon enough. And you'll be on to the next game. So hopefully I gave you some cool infos and didn't further confuse you on what the deal is with Heroes of the Storm. Like I said, I did only get to play for about three hours. I got quite a bit done in that time, though, uh, especially considering I spent a lot of time just looking at the heroes and trying them out. I got to, I think, level six for my player level. Like I said, I got through the tutorial and unlocked pretty much all the things. There's some other stuff I need to unlock still. It doesn't fully unlock all the things until level 10. And I think the max player level is like 40 or something. So you can go beyond level 10 and unlocking stuff. But I did that. I played maybe four games or maybe even six games. It's kind of hard to remember now. Um, Of co-op games against the AI. And I did, you know, all the training stuff. So I did quite a bit of stuff in those three hours. And I had, you know, a lot of fun. No game felt too long or too short. They all felt just right. There were a few times where we almost got beat and we turned the game around. Mostly it was, you know, a pretty easy victory for the players. The AI kind of is a little too easy now, probably. But, you know, that's some things they can change, you know, as development progresses and things get fine-tuned. I didn't find any bugs, really, except for <laughs> once um, after I died and I, I left the Nexus. My horse wasn't doing any running animations, so I was kind of sliding along with my horse. That was kind of funny. But outside of that, I, you know, did, didn't have any issues that I saw. Performance was really good. I I didn't have to change any settings. I think it automatically defaulted to ultra settings. So it doesn't seem like it takes a lot of power. And I've heard there's issues with pathing and there are some game loading stuttering issues, but I didn't see any of that. There was a little bit of weirdness with pathing, but I was playing on my crappy coffee shop connection. So I'm pretty much attributing that to, you know, a bad connection and I wasn't clicking where I thought I was. I'll know more on that, you know, in the coming days when I get to play from the work that has a good connection. But hopefully this gave you some cool info and you found it interesting and entertaining. And if you are interested in picking it up, I'll keep people informed on progress in alpha and when it goes to beta and especially when it goes to open beta and people can jump in. But hopefully I will have a good time with it and keep you guys updated on what's going on. So nothing really new in the news, since I talked about all the things last time. Wildstar pre-order beta is happening this weekend, and every other weekend after this. 
until early entry on the 31st and launch on the 3rd. I'll probably not mention this next week. Just mention it on the weekends that the beta is happening. Because we are still ways from launch. Usually I, I don't mention stuff in the news until, you know, like a month until launch. So I've been kind of over-newsing you on Wildstar. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 is due out on May 2nd. And Godzilla is due out May 16th. And that's it for the news. Well, I was 21. It was a very good year. It was a very good year for city girls who lived up the stair with perfumed hair that came undone when I was 21. So I guess that's it for this week's Rabbit's Round Weeks podcast. No Pirate's Treasure. Hasn't been one in a while. Not a whole lot going on with me. Oh, it's Bunny Day Sunday. So happy Bunny Day to everybody. Hopefully everybody has a good time, has some fun. Maybe go out and do something special. See a movie. Go have some dinner somewhere or something. Hopefully you will have a good time. But I guess that's it for this time. Can't think up anything else to say. So... Hopefully, I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks. Bye. The server was down all day for maintenance, so I didn't get a chance to play then. But I get to, but I did get a chance to play for a little bit on Wednesday. So this was, but you know I, but power choice and items into one thing. There are no items and heroes, so that simplifies a You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html. When you type Rabbit's Ramblings, don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you like my page, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on YouTube at rabbitdot.com. Be sure to put the number 1 in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2014 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.